Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Yelting Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yo! Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the political governor himself, Charles Helios. It is good to see you, good sir, on this Thursday here in the place, in the dungeon. Indeed. Well, you're in the dungeon. Yes. Well, so I had this, the, I know we took last week off because Zelius had, I don't know, the plague or something. Um, uh, but I had like hung up some lights to kind of give a little bit more oomph to my room. Well, unfortunately, I two weeks ago, not today. <laughs> Today, I was working from 8 until 7.45, so I got jack shit done in terms of prep. So so you don't have any lights, is what I'm hearing. Well, I don't have any additional lights to kind of, you know, make make the, the background more awesomeness. Well, that's just crazy. Yes, it is. And now I'm happy because my basketball team just won. So... You have a basketball team? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this you of course- one? I did not know that, sir. This of course is the Thursday Hangout. This is, a this is a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you with you during the show. If you haven't submitted your topic, question, etc., have no fear. You can drop it in the chat, uh, be it on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, and we will add it to the topic list of the show. If we unfortunately run out of time, we'll add it to the very next show show now there's so many said, ways you can love us that being said if you are listening to the podcast version of this or you're watching this on uh the recorded video drop your topics in the comment section or find find a way to get in contact with us and we will add your topic to the next show now the very first thing that we have to talk about i know there's a big one and we're going to wait for just a little bit and let it simmer. But the first topic. Is this like simmering a good chili? Because you know it's coming, so you got to prep otherwise. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, the first bit of news is the fact that Riot Games has come out and has stated that they are giving Valorant players the ability to mute words that they don't want to see in text chat. Now, so you can basically create like a blacklist of words. Like these yep. are words I never want to see. Yep. Oh. Interesting okay. in theory. However, knowing the assholery douchebaggery that are trolls, you know that they are going to try every single Nakamoto. Um, Nakamoto probably will help actually there you go Zelius has already given us an example of shit instead of s-h-i-t it's s-h apostrophe t I, I i understand what they're doing like you know there, there there are trigger words out there that people will drop into chat which is actually another topic uh there um something happened in someone else's chat that caused a hell of a dust up but um valorant yeah. Or, or sorry, Riot Games is going to is giving Valorant gamers the ability to basically blacklist a, a um, words that they don't want to see in chat, so that yeah, they I mean, don't complete. There's going to be ways around it. I mean, of course, like I just did. But at the other hand, in an age where 
douchebaggery is on a continued rise, it would appear, on the World Wide Web of any form of communication. You know, I figure any ability to give the end user to empower their ability to not interact or hear from those, I look as a good thing. Um, so I think it's good. Um, I mean, obviously people will do what I just did and get around it in that way. Um, I'd be curious, like if you could import like a custom trigger word dictionary or something like somebody will have like, you know, urban dictionary, just like all these words. No, <laughs> if it's an urban dictionary, just you're good to go. I mean, I, I, it's the thing is that that Riot Games actually has some sort of bot that is monitoring like hate speech in the chat. But in order to, I guess, take it to the next level, they are introducing uh, what's called the muted word list, which lets you enter words or phrases that you personally would not like to appear in game. So what you're saying is they're already doing more than Twitch has done. They are being more public about it. Now, the, the, the fact of the matter is trolls are going to find a way around it or people who really want to do, you know, damage to people's egos are going to, are, are going to go around. It's not like you can, it's not like through the text message is during a match, you can basically drain people of being assholes. Because um, the thing I is, I will say, like for our school, so we compete in esports, uh -huh. and we intentionally play on the Xbox in games where there's no chat allowed between competing teams, mm -hmm. um, and that's intentional because you know we're well aware of the what can easily be said. Um, during an online competitive match. So that definitely goes into our thought process when we're deciding, especially for middle school students, like what games are appropriate for them to play online with random people and the ability to or to not um, interact is definitely part of it, 100%. Right. And... Um... The thing is, once again, okay, so in eSports, when you become competitive, okay, you do, hopefully, people hold their tongues and don't put the nastiness out there. Mm -hmm. However, um, uh, there are going to be people who are going to need that ability to mute. So, I mean, I understand it, but at the same time, my wish is that I could take, instead of doing like a, a a mute word list, if I could like somehow do like a bitch slap, a psych, you know, a, a, a telekinetic bitch slap to people being morons. Can I do? Yeah. Can we do? Can we figure that technology out? That's what I'm asking. Well, like so, for instance, I just Googled just for fun. Esports code of conduct. The very first one that actually comes up is from who I know has a pretty robust esports program is the Forsyth County Esports Program. 
Um, so I'm just kind of looking through this just to see. And their first bullet under um, specific prohibitions is harassing, bullying, demeaning, degrading, or intimidating of others while playing in physical or online sp spaces is prohibited. Okay. And yet, how do you define that stuff? Because, you know, honestly, I, I, I will say as a coach of a very competitive team, mm -hmm. it's really not as hard as you think it is. I know people will try to be like, well, I said that. My response, if a student does that, if you even have to raise the question, you've already crossed the line. Ah, so you even have to think about it. If you, if you ever have to think about that, I crossed the line, the answer is yes. I just don't even play that game. And I, and I, and that's like, we have a beginning of the year meeting and you know, that is part of, to me, any sport you play like robotics, esports, basketball, football, that is one of the primary roles of the coach is to set that expectation from the very beginning of the season. And as Charlie gets in a soapbox, I'm in my soapbox on a moment where Attaboy. nothing me off more than parents, coaches, or other people who get abusive at games and they're like, Oh, we were just so emotionally invested in the game and all this stuff. And I'll tell you, I've been to the very top of an ultra competitive robotic season. And if you are like that at that, you're asked to be kicked out. No questions asked. And I mean, you're talking kids who spend 400 plus hours during a regular season on building that. And they put their blood, sweat, and tears, giving up other sports in order to participate in the season. And they can fully, and their parents, because I know parents are a large part of it, can be fully respective of both their partners and the, we'll call them enemies in this case. Um, opponents, combatants, you, combatants. So I like combatants better. Of their opponents. Yeah. And we know that's fully expected. And it's not a problem. That's my soapbox where we can do it. Extremely competitive. People want to win like no tomorrow. Any other sport can do it too. Um, so that is my thing. Anytime I hear like, oh, you know, parents just get really invested or whatever. I'm like, no, like there's absolutely no excuse for it whatsoever. And the key is you have to be consistent. If I had a parent who did that at an event, I would kick them out myself. Um, and they just have to know that. And if you hold people accountable, they will come to understand that, oh, they really were serious. And guess what? All the people then follow and suit. And, and so for uh, just for like, I guess, background research here, ladies and gentlemen, Zelius, of course, is a, a state-renowned, maybe even world-renowned robotics coach. Um, and I personally am a... Um, am a youth league basketball coach. So I understand where Zelius is coming from personally, because I had a, um, actually during one of our last games, I had one of the parents mm. come up to me and start trying to whisper what I needed to do. And I was like, no, <laughs> look, here, here's, here's, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. And, and this is, this is what I tell I, the kids. I, feel that, man. I was laughing because I feel that. I know this is what I tell the kids. And I hope I don't have to tell the parents this, but here's the deal. The kids, you are there to support the team. You win as a team or you lose as a team. Do not try to make fun of other people. Do not try to whine and complain about things that you think are unfair. You take what you can control and you try your best to succeed in what you have.
parents, sit your ass down, okay? There's a reason why they have bleachers over there, and there's a reason why I stand right on the the like the the out of bounds line is I don't talk to anybody, but my I've got a um, a parent who's who has volunteered to be an assistant, and mm-hmm. I talk to the kids during the game. I ain't talking to anyone else but them, maybe the referees, maybe the scorekeeper, and hopefully not the other coach, as he's probably gonna be bitching and moaning about something that's causing him some kind of emotional distress. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little up in my my feelings today. I apologize. No, I totally hear that. Um, yeah, and it, it's yeah. I mean, you know, being in that coaching role, it can be a interesting experience. We'll just yeah. Here, here's, I don't get here, too much into the weeds of dealing with here, here's the thing. interaction online, but if you're it can be interesting, if you're coming as an audience member or a spectator, I understand that you may have your opinions. But you are not an active participant, nor an officiant of what is going on. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, and you know what the reality is, is when you get an over-involved, was well, a participant, the person who usually suffers is the kid. Yeah. Like, that's who takes the brunt of it because it's like they're either embarrassed or like just STFU, this is bad. Like, ultimately, in my experience... When somebody comes over involved like that, it's the kid who in the end, because that's what we're there for. I mean, we spend these extra hours like, I don't have to do robotics. You don't have to coach basketball. You know, we do it of our own goodwill. And ultimately, we do it because of the kids to create the best experience possible for them. And that's what it comes down to is I'm going to set that environment. What is the best possible experience for the kids. And hopefully it works for the parents too, but ultimately we're there for the kids. And, and just a little caveat there, ladies and gentlemen, I do understand that sometimes the kids don't give a shit what we say. <laughs> we try <laughs> our hardest to, to tell them, look, if you just did it this way, the, but then, I mean, I've, as, as a, I'm a, as I said, I'm a ba- I'm a youth basketball coach and I've been doing this for many, many years. And I know that there are individuals out there who don't give a shit what I have to say, be it the parent or the kid, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And I am amazed <laughs> that I've been able to keep my emotions in check. Um, no, but- we'll laugh. And like, this is not like, it really does, it does not bother me at all. Cause we'll laugh. Cause like, say we're building a magical arm that goes in and out. I'll be like, why don't you do it this way? And kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'll think about it. And then a kid who graduated two comes years ago, like, what are you doing? I'm building a mark. Oh, what if you do this? And the kid like, oh, that's brilliant. I'll do exactly it, that. I'm like it, over here, like on the sideline, like. No, it's like, it's like as they get older, I mean, of course we get older, but maybe in their mind, we, we stay the same age. I don't know. It's like little kids, like, I'm not going to listen to a grown up, but as they grow up, they're like, well, shit, he actually has some good stuff to say. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyways, um. So, needless to say, if you, if the vast majority of the world, I know this is like possible. I know it's not fucking possible at all because people love to do controversy and try to rub people the wrong way. But if we could just follow Will Wheaton's mantra of "Don't be a dick," the world be a nicer place. All right. I think my yeah yep. So 
Actually, speaking of Will Wheaton, I know totally like random tangent topic, but for some reason, there is some douchebag who's basically been opening up uh, social media account after social media account, trying to claim to be Will Wheaton, and Will Wheaton's trying to shut him down, and every and and all those social media guys are like, eh, I don't know, it might be legit. He's like, dude, I have no, like the verified not- check on me. I'm saying it's not me. Maybe it's your uh, burner account. Right. It's your burner account that says Will Wheaton, but it's not really Will Wheaton, which makes us think it actually is Will Wheaton. Sure. Since we're going through, uh, you know, some hate speech and some controversy, let's talk about there is always um, some sort of beef going on uh, or some trolling being done to individuals that stream. Mm-hmm. We are streamers, everyone's streamers, you know, everyone who basically puts anything online uh, streams in some shape or form. Anyway, so um, one of the streamers that get a, gets a lot of attention, uh, better or for worse, uh, is a, a streamer by the name of Pokimane. Uh, Pokimane is a lovely lady who um, definitely has her opinions, but uh, she unfortunately um, fell victim to a, a hate raid. By YouTuber named uh, 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 Dion, who I mean, this all he does is he dicks around, he fucks with people, he he is a troll. I mean, that's that's he likes to do shock videos. This is what he does, and so he came over onto um, Pokimane's twelve-hour Valorant stream and just started like you know basically. Uh, up chucking hate everywhere. And then of course, bringing everybody and their mother with them. And, uh, of course there are people who, um, who are like, well, that's not cool. And he's like, son of a bitch. It's not cool to be snitching on me about what I'm doing here and then elsewhere. And then he's like, okay, everybody pile on. And then some weird ass twists happened. And somehow the, the, the streamer who seems to be always beyond Ninja, uh, basically got thrown into the mix, and um, <laughs> Ninja and his um, legal team is now trying to sue Pokimane for um, what's it called? Uh, defamation of character, because during one of Ninja's streams. Uh, someone was making mention of the fact that this, this guy who literally is a troll, he, that's all he does is he fucks with people and tries to piss off people, tries to create controversy. He got permabanned and he, he gave his two cents and depending on where you hear from, he either was, you know, in support of, of him, of feeling that he got too much of a raw deal or in other camps, it was him trying to state that. He was. He wanted Twitch to basically. Either he asked Twitch what the shit is going on. Please fix this. This guy's just. An, he is an asshole, but he shouldn't be permaban. Or he reached out to Twitch and said, "Hey, can you please do something about all these people who keep just you know dropping shit into my chat about this? I don't give a shit. Please, you know." take this, whatever the fuck is going on, figure out a way to make these people go away. Pokimane apparently says that she, that this guy was, uh, that 
uh, that ninja was supporting the 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 guy who's the troll and and now apparently there's there could be legal actions. Oh, and by the way, Ninja's wife is his legal counsel. Well, it's kind of ironic where she's the one who gets hate bombed, mm-hmm. and yet she's the one who's mag guess maybe potentially being sued by Ninja for harassment, yep. like defamation of character. Or sorry, defamation of character. It's like, huh? What? Like, are we in High School Musical? On uh, it just happens to be like broadcast on Twitch is kind of what it feels like. No, here, here's here's the thing. There, <clears throat> and and I will say this: <clears throat> there are certain individuals that are online famous uh, who believe that they are above everything else. Now, I, I don't know who's in the fucking right. I'm, but here here's the deal: um, both of them need to check themselves. <laughs> and um look the 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 asshole who okay I'm I'm going to be totally honest with you I don't know what the fuck this was I had to actually like google it uh the L ratio I don't know what the fuck that was it's the it's the basically it's making fun of the fact that you're getting more likes than responses on something or 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 That's actually if, a really big that's actually a really big deal like if it, if you're bad in the L ratio, people will like make fun of you and not like and just like actually legitimately be like you're a loser because you have a bad ratio. Right. It's so like, uh, Jadeon G- was going after Pokemon because of an L ratio, and basically he was basically spamming the shit out of her stream. Um, and then of course when he when he got banned, he decided you know it'd be fun. I'm going to change all my social media pictures to a picture of Pokemon. Uh, without her makeup on. Oh, okay. I, you know, look. Here's the deal. I am not in that higher echelon, so I, you know, I, first of all, I don't think I'd. I don't. I at this point in my life, I don't think I'd be that petty. If someone started pointing the finger at me, and I deserved it, okay. <laughs> if I didn't deserve it, yeah, I'd probably fight tooth and nail. But I. The, but the they pro- also probably, I don't think they think they deserve it though. That's what's, when that's their livelihood is basically pranking. Yeah. It's like those stupid that makes you want to punch somebody in the face. I don't condone punch people in the face, but you see like those TikToks where like they're pranking people at the supermarket by like opening a bag of chips and dumping on their head. And then they're like, prank bro. Like, pretty sure no, you get arrested for that now. Douchebag. It's like but, the lady but, who went around and started licking all of the door handles in, in the Publix. And they have like hundreds of thousands of viewers. And like, I, I was born in the wrong generation or the right generation. I don't really know, but I'm like, this makes me feel old. Look, here is... In a good way. It's it's that old additive of... of um, what is it? Uh... Basically, any news is good news. You know, as long as you can keep your name in, you know, people's minds, everything's good. So the thing is, you, the unfortunate thing is there's going to be a lot of people going, you know what? I bet you Pokimane and whatever the guy's name is, Gideon, were probably like on it together to try to like heighten their profile to give them some extra things. And they threw Ninja in there and Ninja didn't understand that they're just trying to get, you know, like a publicity boost. Mm-hmm. And so shit just hit the fan. Look, 
Once again, don't be a dick. I just don't know. Like, I just know. Like, I mean, the whole world of like watching internet streamers just never interest me. I don't know if I was like born 20 years too late or what. I just don't get it. I, I mean, I understand there to, to be totally honest with you, I, you know, with with the the continuing evolution of everything is streaming, you know, you're everyone's cutting the fucking cord as much as they can. I understand that this that YouTube and, and Twitch is becoming, you know, the real, uh, you know, reality TV, which unfortunately a lot of the Twitch shit is scripted as well. But still, or, or YouTube or wherever you're fucking streaming from, um, but you know it's so raw. You know you get to know someone. You don't really get to know them because it's a fucking character. And it's something that a lot of people need to understand is that. Even if the, the the persona that people put online isn't always the person they are offline. Um, but that being said, yes, I mean it's it's what it is. It, you know, you. Um, I mean, I think if you're online for eight hours a day, like some of that has to be your real your real person. I think there's for that life, there's only so much facade. I mean, yes, there can be some differences, but I think there comes a certain point that we're that long. It's going to bleed over. I don't know. Apparently there was this dude who, who, who convinced the world and he streamed and did videos for a long time. He convinced the world that he was a, uh, uh, an individual who was bound to a wheelchair and then he fucked up during one show and actually stepped up, stepped out of his chair before he was off camera. So you never know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yes, I, don't, I wouldn't know because that's not part of my shtick. All right, so let's move on from the wonderful wars that is that are the the streamers, and let's go to something that this is this is my greatest fear, and and it is it is happening yet again. Okay, you can you can call me old as fuck. I don't care. I like the ability to play my games without an internet connection. This online always bullshit or streaming whatever is not for me. But it's to improve the gamer experience through regular updates to make sure you have bullshit. the most cutting edge version bullshit. of the game with the awesome sauce. Bullshit. Okay, and, and and the reason why I'm I'm emphasizing this point is the fact that um, on November, sorry, not November, Jesus, February 10th of this year, there will be the Switch trilogy for, uh, sorry, the the Kingdom Hearts trilogy that will land on the Switch. However, it is, and I want to emphasize this, ladies and gentlemen, it is a cloud streaming version of the game. It's not just in the virtual marketing place, okay? I'm talking, you have to have an internet connection in order to play this fucking trilogy, okay? <laughs> now, in this trilogy, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you what the trilogy is, then then I'll get into the, the real shitty pieces. Um, but okay, so in the trilogy is Kingdom Hearts uh, HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. Jesus Christ. Does anyone, like, just tell, what the fuck is that? 
it, it well, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 is one HD. I had to look this up because I got the collection for PS5, and I was also like, "What the hell am I buying?" <laughs> <laughs> so no, I had to like do like a whole bunch of Wikipedia research to be like, "Am I? I just want to buy Kingdom Hearts ones. Like, too much to ask." So, anyways, uh, HD yeah. 1.5 plus 2.5 remix. It's the remastered version of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix and Rechained of Memories plus the Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, HD version. However, yeah. uh, so okay, so that's the first one. The, the the that's the considered like the first chapter in the trilogy. The second one is Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. High definition remaster of Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance and Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. Basically, don't I actually try following the storyline? The thing is, it, it apparently it's 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 the entire story of Sora. Okay, cool. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I played the first one. I think I own the second one. I may have gotten halfway through the second one. But like adding point zero five bajillion confused the fuck out of me and then to and then like that was actually done in the old playstation days that was done pre this on like one of the like western re-releases back in like the days of like the ps3 or something for what for kingdom hearts yeah for like the one point well yeah yeah the king I'm, I'm just talking about this 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 numbering system that they're using okay. it's not fucking windows okay it's not Microsoft Windows for Workgroups 3.11, okay? It's just say Kingdom Hearts, you know, the first two chapters, HD edition, okay? But here's here's the it, thing, okay? It goes with the theme of the entire story is just completely screwed up and convoluted and wackadoodle. Of course. Now, once again, it's coming out on February 10th. How, if you are interested in this, get it now. Sorry, pre-order it now, and the pre-order is $72. If you wait until the game has released on February 10th on Switch, it will be 90 bucks. Yeah, so same thing on PS5. I think it's roughly the same amount, but I waited Black Friday or one of those sales. I don't know which one it was. I got the whole thing for $12. Now, the difference is, is... You could play without an internet connection? Well, yes, I can, actually. But both, I think, at least my experience, PlayStation and I think Xbox are pretty good about having deep sale discounts. Whereas Nintendo's like, ha ha, ha, that's funny. Nintendo just likes to roll the dice good. By the way, for the next 15 minutes, it's going to be heavily discounted. But I mean, the email is going to be... But you're going to get an email. It said 15 minutes, but the email is only going to come out with about three minutes to spare. So, ha ha. I, mean, I would anticipate that Kingdom Hearts release will be at full price for two years. Forever. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, pl like PlayStation, Xbox, regular do do those kind of discounts. I mean, I had to wait a year, but eventually I got it. Um, whereas Switch is just like, and for me, the whole cloud base, like, is just, yeah. Why? That's why? Like, like, why? I don't understand. It's like, I, look, here, here's, here, but here's, here's the funny fucking joke. Nintendo has never got online play right, and so they're going to offer you a cloud, cloud 
streaming only version of the trilogy. So here's a question. Yeah. I wonder if it's because so Kingdom Hearts was made for the PlayStations mm -hmm. and using some special server backend voodoo, they basically don't actually have to properly reprogram code develop it for the Switch because they can just stream it from their magical servers. I wonder if that's part of it, honestly. Don't know. That would be my guess is it reduces basically the production cost to re-release it. Whatever. Maybe? I don't know. I, I give up on on some of the rationale behind these, these companies out here. I'm going to be totally honest with you. It kind of makes sense if that's true. I'm not saying it's a good reason. I will put money down that they, as soon as this fucker releases... They aren't going to patch it. They're not going to change it. It's just going to sit on their fucking server. It's not like, well, we have the ability to fix everything. Dude, if you are in a digital market, if you if you are a big-ass name company and you're in a digital uh, distribution platform, pretty sure that you could just throw as many fucking patches as you want at it and no one's going to bat an eye. Sorry, but not sorry. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, I do want I so the the big topic that I've been avoiding or maybe trying to draw anticipation upon. Uh, we're about to get into. However, I do want to pause for just a second to do the friends of the show because I know that you know that's how we do it. And of course, friends of the show are those beautiful individuals who allow us to do what we love to do, and that of course is alter confusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the first friend of the show that I need to tell you about or remind you about is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. If you want more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. Now, of course, the next shout-out that we have to give is to the one and only Noodleboy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodleboy Media, previously Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And let me tell you, let me just go ahead and tell you, this boy has been busy and safe. He's always been masked, but he's been doing a shit ton of con conventions. So this man works really fucking hard. So if you need, seriously, if you need high-level professionalism, top-notch experiences, quality services for your photo shoots and panel recordings, this is the guy or this is the organization, whatever you want to look at. And, of course, the final shout-out I have to give is to the one and only Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incre incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. 
Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care of the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make the plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to www.herochiropractic.com. Now, since we did the shout-outs for the friends of the show, um, I do want to just give you a quick heads up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do want to support Alter Confusion by becoming one of the friends of the show, or perhaps maybe in a smaller um, denomination, uh, you can become a patron of Alter Confusion, because Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Ultra Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, the lovers, the haters, the supporters, the demigods, the aliens, the interdimensional beings, the heroes, the anti-heroes, the nemeses, is that even correct? I don't even know. Nemesis. Ghosts, specters, God only knows. Uh, to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability to, we need to build an even stronger career. Sorry, stronger creative career. There are currently two, count them, one, two, uh, tiers that you can... Um, lock in at there is a one dollar tier which is one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year and at that one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year tier you gain early access to the playthroughs and patron only posts now if you're feeling really frisky there is a five dollars a month or sixty dollars a year tier which will not only allow you to have everything that you have at the dollar tier, but also will add your name to the friends of the show list for every Thursday night hangout. For those who are curious, I believe that mean last year, that meant that your name was mentioned in at least 40 different shows, 40 something different shows. I believe 40. It's over 40, I think. But anyways, um, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you, want to give something to Alter Confusion, but however, financially, you may not be able to do that. However, you want to give something to Alter Confusion, be it a Funko Pop, or maybe something that you want to have us show on the, sh you know, show off on the show, show the world how awesome you are. You can mail it to us at the following address. That is 1551 Dunwoody, that's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway, number, super important, number 88276. This is the P.O. Box number. You do not put the 88276 in there. It will not get to us. It will be returned to you. The city, once again, is Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, state is Georgia, 30338. And I know for a fact that I have packages waiting for me. I was going to get them today so that I could... Uh, unveil them on the show, but however, my nine to five job decided to thoroughly kick me in the nuts and left me in the fetal position. So we'll just have to wait till next week. But I will get the packages. I will get the packages over the weekend so that they are safe, and I will show them off in, in a later broadcast. How about that? Why are you, why are you letting people kick you in the nuts? I will explain it later. I'm a little bit worried about you. I'll explain it later. All right, so let's get let's get into the real topic here. The real story that is basically causing everyone to go, holy shit, or about damn time, or damn good, or oh, we're fucked. And that is... Could it be all of the above? 
all the above. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the fact that Microsoft has basically inked an impressively humongous deal to bring Activision Blizzard under their umbrella. Uh, umbrella. Now, there, as many of you have noted, or if you've been paying attention to the news, you know that Activision Blizzard has been in the news fucking constantly because and not of, for good reasons. Huh? And not for good reasons. No, not for good reasons. For uh, bad business practices, for sexist, sexual harassment, uh, racism, um, unequal pay, uh, and the laundry list goes on, okay? And, of course, at the top of the fucking twisted-ass tree sits a gentleman by the name of Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO, current CEO, of Activision Blizzard. Now, some of you may remember that we did talk um, a couple, I, I guess it's been a, at least a month, about the fact that there was a ton, at least 20 or more percent of the company signed a petition to have Bobby Kotick rem have him removed as the CEO co of the company because he knew all this bad shit was going on and he turned a blind eye. Now, of course... Microsoft has now announced that they've they're purchasing um, uh, Activision Blizzard, which of course everyone's going okay, and that of course is uh, a humongous amount of money. That is sixty eight point seven billion. That's a B uh, dollar deal. Um, what if we sign a petition to remove Zelius from Multi Confusion? Is Charlie the only one to sign it? No, I would never sign it, Zelius. I'm just saying, like, are there other current active employees who could also sign the petition to reach that 20% threshold? I don't think so. I see. Anyways, so um, so this $68.7 billion deal kind of makes the uh, $7.8 billion deal for the acquisition of Bethesda just like, I guess, a year and a half ago look like chump change. It was like a warm-up. Like, hmm, maybe we'll start here in kind of expand. Now, the one thing that I do want everyone to understand is in the wonderful world of uh, capitalistic run companies and federal regulations and all that shit, they have announced that this merger is happening. It does not go final until June 30th, 2023. So we got basically like a year and a half. A year and a half to take advantage of the day of the decaying carcass that is Active Blizzard. Part of me goes, I okay, makes sense. Now, of course, Microsoft is basically just you know they're trying to consolidate everybody underneath their umbrella. And of course, one of the small things that doesn't really get talked about is the fact that they also gained the the mobile. Um, uh, developer King, which has a shit ton of games that Candy make, Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush. The big one. Uh, Do people actually still play Candy Crush? I don't actually know. Huh? Do people still play Candy Crush? Fuck yeah. Okay. I don't, but I know that a shit ton of people do. Okay. Anyways, so here's the deal. Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard will go underneath the Microsoft umbrella if you know every as the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Oh, it's going to pass. Oh, yeah, it's going to pass. And and, and he, I, I do want to I, I want to say this right here, right now. Microsoft has already gone out and done the smartest thing and said, look, 
we are um, we're not going to change how and how they distribute their games. Mm-hmm. Just like they said for Bethesda. However, yeah. I want to put a caveat. Having said that, understand that future Elder Scrolls are not coming to the PlayStation now after that deal was done. Yeah, it's like they're saying that because the current games are in production were under contract exactly. to basically come out on the PlayStation. But I agree, like future games under that are not under production today, but a year from now, or I guess a year and a half from now, could very easily, yes, be published and produced in such a way where they also are not released on the PS5. I would definitely agree with that potential situation. So, so the next question is, and I know that, you know, we, we did bring up, you know, the controversy behind the current CEO of Activision Blizzard. The merger is a done deal, right? No, technically not. But where the fuck is, what's going to happen to this asshole? Here is the corrupt bullshittery that's going to happen. This gentleman has a clause in his contract. Smart fully, you know, you know, smart. Sort of isn't. But, but I, you know, I, I think the guy's a total asshole. That uh, the the fact of the matter is that if he were to ever be pushed out of C, being a CEO as part of a merger, he would get around two hundred and ninety million dollars if he's pushed out. Which not is not a bad golden parachute. Yeah, which I think. All that money should then go back into, you know, all the fucking lawsuits, you know, to to pay for all the bullshit and, and, and crap that he's swept under the rug. But, of course, that's not going to happen because it's a corrupt fucker. Um, now, but, 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 here, but here's another twist, okay? So you have all this going on, right, with, with Activision Blizzard and all that hate. And then Microsoft sort of co- maybe could look like a savior. Who the fuck? Hold on. Hold on one sec. God damn it. Hold on. Are you playing musical instruments for us? Uh, someone decided to try to play music to my uh, my Alexa. Oh, nice. Uh, anyways, um, the one thing that you, that that is kind of being swept under the rug right now is the fact that um, because of all this craziness about the inequality and all that stuff, there was talk about Activision Blizzard's employees starting to think about unionizing. Now, with this merger... People have been at employees have been asking Microsoft. So what about the um, what what about unions? And Microsoft's like, so the merger's going to take a while, you know. <laughs> Great, awesome. I mean, that's American companies. Anything they can do to do anything they can do to prevent any kind of union unionization as much as possible. Even if it cost them a cool, you know, couple billion dollars, they'll they'll pay that to make it not happen. Well, it's it's just I mean the fact the the thing is, there it unfortunately it is cheaper to pay for the lawsuits of of unfair crunch time than it is to allow for your workers to unionize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's not, and for Microsoft, it makes sense. I mean, I think a big part for Microsoft and the push on this is 
obviously, yes, more publisher and developers under the umbrella, but they're also obviously pushing their game pass to be huge. Um, so I see, I mean, that's kind of where I'm thinking too, is this is now being able to pull all the blizzard in the Activision games, like call of duties and all those mm -hmm. to give a further reason. I mean, that to me, that's the big battle right now between Sony and Microsoft yep. is basically their game pass. Like there's, you know, the Netflix of gaming, um, to be able to push that. And Sony's is always, I think, fair to say, lag behind Microsoft Game Pass version as far as the bang for the buck you get for it. But now with them doing this, with Microsoft doing this, like they really are going to be able to pump up what you get out of Game Pass, um, which, I mean, if I had, a, if I had an Xbox, it would be a no-brainer. Um, I mean, it's a insane deal for what you get for the game pass as it is right. and it, this to me is going to make it even more of a no-brainer with my only question being is you know we see constant price jacking up of you know um netflix and youtube tv and etc 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 at one point are they gonna you know they got to pay for this merger somehow. I mean, I know it's all technically coming out of cash, but at some point they're going to recoup the cost. So what point is it going to be that these Game Pass deals are, you know, cost increase of those services? Tiered. Um, kind of be my big question. My money is on tiered uh, mm. subscriptions. Like you get the gold tier and you get the Call of Duty of the gold tier. You get the silver one and you get the other games and the, bronze ones almost like the uh indie games but yeah unfortunately yeah i mean, I mean what it, the, the, the fact of the matter is that the the reason why you see in youtube and and all those streaming services have to jack up the prices that the individuals that they have their contract with want to jack up their prices because they understand that they truly hold people by the balls um you know if Disney doesn't want to play nice and, and YouTube doesn't want to pay out the ass, then Disney go like, deuce, that's ABC, that's all the Disney tales, all the ESPN, and you saw how fast YouTube TV bent over and took it up the butthole because Well, of so you look at it that way, this actually does work out even better for Microsoft because they hold all those cards. Exactly. They don't have to deal are, with those developers because they're... That is a good point. So... so do you know what size publisher this actually makes Microsoft? When this goes through, what size publisher this actually makes Microsoft? Fuck, I don't know. Humor. Third largest. Huh? Third largest uh, video game publisher behind who? Tencent. Yep. And? I don't fucking know. You'll be surprised. Sony. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess Sony, yeah, publisher. Sony's big basically sniping their own fucking internal studios, but yeah, they're still a huge publisher. Yeah, I mean, they're still a huge publisher. Um, it's just, I think that's the thing with Microsoft is, like, Activision clearly screwed up Blizzard. Like, there's just no, excuse me, well, it's not here. Oh, Celius's allergies are acting up, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, clearly Activision has had a negative impact on Blizzard. They've had a negative and impact like, on everybody they've touched. Oh, that's yeah. probably not the right word to use. <laughs> they touched my <laughs> um, What does I feel like there's a lot of 
games or you know developers that are part are under the Sony umbrella that you wouldn't know because they just let them do their own thing because they make money. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing with Microsoft is I feel like Microsoft is, at least in my not totally researched viewpoint, seems like a pretty good steward in that regard in terms of like actually letting developers do their thing and create quality games without totally dicking them over. Um, Which is a very anti-Activision thing to do. Exactly. So to me, it's actually... Uh, when it comes, I'm not, you know, I'm probably like most people on the face, like, well, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, huge conglomerates. But as far as video game publishers go, Microsoft isn't the worst to be the steward of games True. today. I mean, that can obviously change, um, at least right now. So, yeah, it's going to happen. It's just, it, it's like all facets of media consumption like movie studios you got the disney um you look at news productions like the, i forget what company it is but like one company owns like the majority of actual news stu- like your local news studios are actually owned mostly by one company yep. all of these have been consolidated well, look, look at comcast comcast of, owns nbc yeah. and universe nbc universal sorry and so that- you see all this consolidation across the board and it's, it's the just, only way to make money well you gotta make more money for those shareholders it's the never-ending gluttony of capitalism gotta keep those shareholders happy they are never satiated until there's no more and then it becomes stasis and we all die do we though uh, i guess uh, we'll never know because it'll never happen because someone will be the bigger dick and not so allow things to occur is could this actually be the one thing that saves blizzard is it possible that like microsoft was like oh blizzard you used to do good things let's make blizzard let's remove the cancer that is activision from blizzard and allow you to get back and, to what you're doing yeah a little late though they don't they're they their internal studios are gone Sorry. I'm just a sucker for hope. I realize this. But speaking speaking of Blizzard, one of the one of the things that's actually started to to percolate perhaps is the fact that with Microsoft, you know, merging or you know, grabbing a hold of Activision and Blizzard, could this I know this game's been out there for fucking ever, but could this potentially bring WoW to the consoles? The hard part of that is, in my opinion, so Final Fantasy XIV was built from the ground up with the console in mind. Yep. And so every decision they make with skills, interaction with the HUD, it naturally works. Off, like when I got the PlayStation 5 and I started playing Final Fantasy XIV, I originally was a PC keyboard and mouse player. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. I'll get a one-month subscription, see how it works on the, um, the, the, the that stupid thing that you press. The PlayStation? The controller? Wow, yes, controller. Me, brain, no work. Hmm. Um, so, yes, I was completely skeptical of the controller. And now that i played it, I'm like, I only want to play with the controller on the Final Fantasy XIV. So they've done a brilliant job making it work 
with the controller because it was built that way from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And you look at a game, because remember, we tried they tried this with Diablo or Diablo, Diablo. 2. Diablo, bring it to the console, and it was terrible. I think because that truly a was truth. a point click. Well, and, but I do think there's a point there where on an MMO like World of Warcraft, or because it was not built from the ground up with the controller in mind, I just don't know if they would be able to make it compatible with the controller in a way that's intuitive and easy to play, not easy to play, but works well and is not cumbersome to play with the controller. Mm -hmm. I just don't know because that's not, and I also think the other thing that hurts it is it's so freaking late in the life cycle. Like if it was still vanilla, sure, you know, go for it. But I think there's so much in wow. Now it's been around for so long. I just think at this point, no. What if you, what if you just, just to, you know, piggyback off that. What if you made the the WoW Classic onto the console? You know the the reimagining. You know because because that fucker actually exists. So yeah, that's interesting. Or at what point do we actually start talking about WoW two? Never happened. After watching what I think some there are still some sort of smart brain cells left in that company. And after watching what happened when they did Evercrack and then they created Evercrack 2 and how fucked they got became because of it, you're never going to see a WoW 2. You're you're going to you're going to see expansions until you can't expand no more, which is impossible. They'll continue to expand. I mean, it kind of happened with Final Fantasy 11 and then Final Fantasy 14. Okay. We're talking about a company who keeps creating games that say Final Fantasy, yet it's not <laughs> final. They keep fucking adding numbers after it. So you already look. By the time you're at eleven, you know it's not final. You know there's gonna be more shit coming. What do you want? Do you want World of Universe instead of World of War Universe of Warcraft? Yes, Galaxy of Warcraft. Galaxy Craft. No, no, no. Multi dimensions of Warcraft. <laughs> the multiverse of Warcraft. Oh Lord. Uh. But uh, okay, so speaking of um, Blizzard and Activision, uh, there because of all this wonderful news that's been coming out, there was also a story that broke. I think sometime in the past couple of weeks, and that was that reportedly in the past, the CEO, the current CEO of Activision Blizzard, was trying to buy um, what was it um, PC Gamer and Kotaku. Huh. Which, of course, immediately puts a bad taste in my fucking mouth because, holy shit, I, this is, this was actually one of the reasons why I created Alter Confusion, however many years ago, was that there were so many fucking review websites. I'm not saying that they were completely messed up, but there were certain games that they could not tell the truth about. I'm not saying it was messed up, but it was messed up. I'm I'm not saying that you know the IGN is a was a was a flagrant foul as well as um, GameSpot with the fact that they basically bent over backwards and took it every single day up the kahoosie 
um, by for the sponsors who put the banners on their fucking thing. So just imagine if Activision Blizzard were to have able were to have taken PC Gamer and Kotaku, and what kind of fucking havoc that would have caused. Because first of all, I don't like PC Gamer. I I could give two shits, but Kotaku I still actually go to from time to time. So to 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 lose that in my personal rotation would have sucked. I mean, I lost IGN like twenty years ago, and GameSpot about the same time when Gate happened. If you don't want, know what that is, girl, uh, boys and girls, Google it. But then see the the weird ass irony with the fact that the company that Gershman left to form is now owned by the parent company that owns GameSpot. So Shazam. That's just crazy, man. I I mean, in a capitalistic brain set, I understand. If you snatch up all the reviewers, the 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 verified um, uh, trustworthy reviewers and have them, you know, peddle your crap, you can make more money. Even though, you know, name recognition definitely does a thing or two, but, you know, to then have another reputable, reputable uh, source basically slathering that shit on. I'm glad it didn't happen. Let's just, let's just put it you that know way. what makes me miss? What's that? I have to remember this website, happypuppy.com. Dude, I loved Happy Puppy. Oh. Good day. That was a great little gem of a review website. Yeah, man. Did we get a bunch of like like freeware games off it too? Probably. No, underdog is what you're thinking of. Underdog, that's right. That's what it yep. was. Anyways. I only get my news from Multi Confusion. I don't know about you. Um, speaking of which, I did post a bunch of, I posted two reviews and finally have turned the Rogi, Roki, a Rookie playthrough act, uh, to, uh, public. And then of course those beautiful bastards that are the patrons, Patreon patrons, uh, have a new, uh, early access, um, video uh, a playthrough to to watch and that is the shady side of me which is oh man, i don't know what it is but every single i i've been choosing a bunch of games that that end up like tugging at your fucking heart strings until they you just like you're emotionally exhausted nice both beautiful games by the way just want to put that out there zealous you been playing anything lately Final Fantasy XIV through the last expansion in Walker. Have they unlocked it to the public again, or are they still going, no, you... I'm pretty sure it's actually still unlocked to the public. What a great problem to have. That's an interesting uh, scarcity tactic. So what's kind of funny is it doesn't matter when I actually log in. There's always... The server is always full. There's always between 15 and 56 people waiting in the queue. I'm like, that's not right. Wait, wait, wait what did you say? 15 say. and what? Between 15 and 56. Oh, I thought you said 15 and 51. I'm like, really? It's like, it could have been like 7 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. 
There's 30 people in queue. Okay. Friday night at six o'clock, prime time. 34 people in queue. I'm like, well, hold on. It's, let, let's 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 take into consideration that this is an international game. So prime time for you is not the prime time for the rest of the world. Except for the geographic servers and Square Enix is actually kind of anal about wanting you to use your geographic server. All right, fine. Dude. I know I'm no fun. Um, I personally have been splitting my time between two games. Uh, I, I am trying to put, um, I'm trying to finish off the riot, uh, games. Um, what is it called? Uh, Rune, Rune King, a league of legend story. And, but I've also been playing a shit ton of a game called nobody saves the world, which is a very interesting game. Why aren't you saving the world, sir? It is a game that's built around the grind. I mean, absolutely. Grind. Your character who, through grinding, you can unlock different uh, looks to your character, and those different looks have different abilities. And if you do, if you, let's say, you've got, I think it's like a guard and um, a ranger. If you, you know, you do all these different qu little mini quest for the ranger you go up in grade quality which unlocks a bunch of other stuff and so now where i am in the game right now i could be like a guard a ranger a horse i know a slug yes uh a ghost a zombie a mermaid i mean it's weird as fuck but it's also very interesting and i can't help but keep playing it so nice Yes, but hopefully I'm I, I'm pretty sure that I'm closing in on the end of uh, the Rune King um, League of Legends story. I will say that both that game and Nobody Saves the World is slightly more difficult than it needs to be for me, and that is because I love my son to death, but he's rough on the game controller, and so the left analog stick is fucking like wiggly as hell so sometimes it decides to walk uh, on its own yep that'll do it i'm like oh where the fuck are you going please don't go back into the poison mist joy con drift that's where that also comes from probably uh of course like i had to google like how do you fix it it's like oh all you gotta do is disassemble the controller then use a cotton ball and you put it on top i'm like jesus christ I'll probably do it on the weekend. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So I had an interesting thought, and 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 I wanted I I just wanted to to say this is and ask if this sounds absolutely batshit nuts or not. And that okay. is, do you think that no. one of the Jesus Zelius? Let me get through my statement first. Oh, there's more. It. Um. Do you think it's possible that there are developers out there who have voiced dialogue but do not have, like, the voiced dialogue for, like, you know, mini quests simply because they fear that the player will be like, well, that's the same voice as that other dude. If, like, random people, like, let's say let's say in, a, in, the, in the RPG world that you are playing in, there are okay. eight towns. Yes. And in eight towns, there's like 12 different people who give you quests. 
And just because this company, let's just say this is an Activision company, so they're sexist as fuck, they're all male um, quest givers, okay? Yep. Would it bother you that every single one of these, like, mini quest givers were to be voiced by the same person? If it's noticeably the same person, yes, that would be annoying. It would actually be very, like, mind warpy, like... If I talk to NPC of the warrior and he's training me on how to use a sword and then I go over, I'm like, hey, I want to talk to the mage guy now. And it's the same exact voice. I'd be like, that hurts my brain. Although I did think of you because I'm playing Final Fantasy 14, right? Mm-hmm. And like the main big time MSQ, main story quest, as we call them, like they have voice acting, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go to like the sub MSQ quest, some of them are not voiced. Yeah, Every time that happens, I think of you because you're like, dude, you gotta voice the whole thing. What the hell? And now because of you, I blame you, but it's actually bothering me, and it's all your fault that they're not all voiced. Look, here's here's the deal. If if a if you have a group of characters that is voiced in one scene. What? They need to be voiced in every fucking scene. You can't just pick and fucking choose. Oh, okay. they do. They pick and choose. No, I know. I know. And that drives me nuts. It's like, it's, it's you like, out, and then you started ranting about it. And now it bothers me. You have, like, you have these, 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 you know, you'll have like, it, it's, it's, you know, it's cornerstone. It's, it's essential to the stories. You understand these amazing, you know, vocalized dialogues. And then it's like, and then it's almost like the, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you parts that aren't vocalized. You're like, well, shit, this is still important. Why the hell are they not voiced? I would say that's pretty accurate to my experience, yeah. Welcome to my world. Oh, I don't like you anymore. You're making me not like things that I should like because I'm overthinking them. Come on, Zelius. Jeez. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll get over it eventually. I'll just drink more scotch. It's fine. Attaboy. Solves all the world's problems. There you go. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I do want to remind you that uh, we we attempt or try to do the show every single Thursday. Uh, Zelius, you're not going to be here next Thursday? Sorry, just John. Yes, I will be at Robotics next Thursday as we go on to Championship Rats. Okay, so follow Alter Confusion on all the social media and to make sh- to see if I can find a replacement uh, for the show or not. If not, I perhaps will be stream just streaming. Who knows? But um, we try our best to do as many of our shows as possible every single year. And just because I told you I was going to tell you, we. In the past year, 2021, we performed 40 shows. Okay. So that's a heck of a good number. So once again, if you would like to be a patron patron of Patreon for $5 a month or $60 a year, we will mention your company 40 or more times in this coming year. So many times, sir. Well, bam. All right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you everything from our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back soon with another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.